Oh my State police helicopter drops it. There is the explosion. I hate Asians. I can't breathe. Prosecutors saying the victims were targeted because they were gay or transgender. I didn't want to come and I don't want to be here. Uniform doesn't make him a robot. Just like your uniform, your skin color doesn't make you a criminal. We gonna do this the correct way. Hey everybody, welcome to Diversity on Fire. This is Ashley from North Carolina. This is Heather from New Hampshire. And I'm Nina from the Midwest. Our goal at Diversity on Fire is to inspire you to think and act differently. We'll do this by sharing our open conversations about controversial issues on all types of diversity-related topics. To begin, it's important to note that discussion about diversity of thought and experience should not be political. We don't think it is. However, After our first few episodes aired, we all experienced a flood of hyper-political feedback and criticism, and we're taking this as an opportunity to explore why. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the politically polarized state of the nation and the population's decreasing ability to understand and empathize. And we'll touch on the differences between controversy and conversation and why we should all try to relearn how to talk to one another. This is something that's super close to my heart. I grew up in a very verbose household um, and tended to conversationally drive a train over my siblings. Um, My brother didn't talk until he was about three because I did for him. And this is something that's super important to me. I think as as a team, as an entire country, we have forgotten how to talk to one another. I want to ask you guys, just to start, growing up, did you talk about politics with your friends and with your family? Like, was that a part of growing up for you guys? No, for me, it wasn't. Um, And actually, I've been thinking about this because, I mean, so many times people always, always, always assume to know what my political leanings are. Mm -hmm. And 99% of the time, they're freaking wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's been so annoying. It's finally something that I've let go of. But I was thinking about that. And no, we really didn't. Like, as of right now, today, I could not tell you how my parents are registered. Now, Sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I should, but then at the same time, I kind of don't want to because I, you know, I have a I inkling of what they might vote like, mm-hmm. but I'd rather not. Like, I'd rather just be able to have an open conversation and not have it be, oh, well, you think that way because of this. That's so interesting that you think not knowing creates space for an open conversation. For well, and I don't even know if it's space for an open conversation because I'm kind of like you. I can I can take over pretty quick, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> It's it's not even necessarily an open conversation back and forth. It's for me because I don't want to have some bullshit framework in my head before I start a conversation with somebody. I want my mind to be open enough to allow what they're saying to come in and I can acknowledge it and process it. Mm-hmm. And then if I disagree with it, I can disagree with it without saying, oh, well, I'm disagreeing with it because you're Republican or Democrat. Right. Interesting. We shall return. Nina, did you talk about politics? Was this a thing that you did? So, yeah. Yeah. It was It was a big thing in my house. But incidentally, so my parents, my mom never can remember her being politically involved or talking about it at all. Actually, I just don't remember that ever being a thing. And it did turn into part of our growing up because my mom... I think when I was, I don't remember how old, but I think like 
10 or so, she turned into a Jehovah's Witness. And so then it is intentionally apolitical at that point. But even before that, uh, I don't recall her having any leanings, but my dad was very heavily involved in um, basically a democratic view. So he was he was always aligned with Democrats. He spoke about it all the time. In fact, when I was young and after I found out that Miss America was not an actual job, because that was what I first wanted to be when I grew up was Miss America. But after I found out she wasn't a real job, then I um, had uh, inklings that I was going to be a lawyer or um, president. I was going to be the first black president, incidentally, which that kind of says a whole lot that I thought that wouldn't take place until I was like older. But um, but but I did I did have that, but I didn't really understand the political parties. I just knew where my dad aligned. Hmm. Interesting. So things have shifted uh, in some ways a lot, and in some ways not at all in my family as we've gotten older. When I was little, and this is something that we talk about like every time we get together, my mom was the queen of having stimulating conversation. That was her thing, and then she would she would push buttons and stir the pot and do whatever she could to get us to think. And I remember like little baby me, like being like nine, sitting out on vacation. We were in Florida. We were at the same little oyster place that we still go to. And there was a, they were drinking, my mom and dad were drinking a pitcher of beer. And my mom asked little nine-year-old me, Ashley, what do you think about abortion? Wow. And okay, little nine-year-old me had a hell of an opinion about abortion. And then the death penalty and then affirmative action. And then all of these typically kind of taboo subjects that people don't want to talk about. I was encouraged and and kind of cheer-led into thinking about hard things and then listening to opinions that were different from my own and not seeing that difference as an immediate conversation ender. Like it wasn't you disagree with me and therefore you are wrong or I am wrong. It's you disagree with me and you think about this differently. So let me understand why you think about it differently and then maybe I can learn something and maybe I'll think differently or maybe I won't. But the entire point was to talk about it, to understand why we thought the way that we did. And as we got older and opinions became a little bit more fleshed out and our my little baby personality turned into a tyrant personality very quickly, those conversations never stopped happening. They just got more and more intense. And then everyone kind of went away. We all went to college. And now when we come back, it's a very different dynamic around the dinner table. It's still, let's talk about things that are important. But now there's a divisive nature to it. And it's really, it, it's, it's almost painful to go back into this space that was my favorite thing to do with my favorite people in the world and have it now be laced with all of this kind of toxicity that's leaked in from the outside world. And I, I want to know why. Like, why have we as a populace lost the ability to think and debate and argue actively for progress and not to win? Like, do you guys have that same experience? I feel like what you're talking about is tribalism, but I do think that it has a lot to do with, I mean, I don't know in terms of like the evolution that you went through, but I had the same type of experience, not necessarily with my parents, but a little bit with my mom because of the religious change that she went through that metamorphosis. And so for me, and because I mean, one of the big things with becoming a Jehovah's Witness is they want your kids to be baptized. And it's a very huge structural change to your life when you do that. And so part of that is that they want you to study. And when you study, you have questions and you read the Bible. And I was taught to think for myself. Mm -hmm. And so I did. Um, And so 
what a lot of people view as political conversations were religious conversations to me. They weren't political. It's interesting that now they've become political to other people, Mm -hmm. but I never had this whole thing about don't talk about politics, don't talk about religion. We talked about everything all the time. Like that was kind of the deal. Right. And that's one of the things that I think is most frustrating for me now going out in the world is like you sit down and have a couple of beers and like the things that are off the table immediately are, you know, politics, religion, sex and drugs. And it's like, those are the things that I want to talk about. Like, those are the things I want to talk about more than anything else. Those are interesting those are things. Interesting things. Right. And like, not and, the weather. Right. It's like, eh, fuck the weather. No one cares. Like, let's talk about something that matters. And now, like, especially now. The idea of having a political conversation, it's just laced with toxicity and already all of these negative, awful feelings. And that's one of like when when I was saying earlier, like when we released this podcast, I went and I had uh, Father's Day and my dad's birthday down in Florida and we got the whole family together. And of course, naturally, we're sitting around the dinner table and the wine is flowing and everyone's doing what they do. And we started talking about politics and everyone has claimed to have a very from the median perspective. And it felt around the table, like I was agreeing with everyone with what everybody was saying. But at one point, my mom was like, well, it seems a little bit like you're saying one thing and doing another. I was like, what on earth are you talking about, mom? And she her immediate response was, well, this podcast. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hang on. (laughs) Time out for a hot second. Let's talk about what this podcast is. It's like, it's funny. I just sorry to interrupt you. But it's funny because I was, we obviously knew we were going to record this episode and I mentioned it to somebody, um, a colleague, Mm -hmm. and I said that something about our podcast is clearly screaming liberal or leftist. And I said, I'm not sure what, because we're not talking about that. And he goes, well, yeah, diversity. And I'm like, damn, like that was his answer. His answer was, yeah, diversity. But our title, basically just the yeah, name of our podcast. Diversity. So here's the question then. Right. Why? Mm-hmm. Why is it that you, if you believe in diversity, because I said to him, I'm like, okay. And he wasn't arguing with it at all. He was just saying that, you know, that was his opinion. Right. And I was like, but diversity, literally look it up. It's variety. Mm-hmm. It's variation. It's different things. It's not fucking black and white. It's, being it's not interesting. Like, it's just having it's a really process different. different than the one that you already have. Like right. And so it's it's somehow come to and I say somehow, but I don't know because like I said, I mean we dabble in it now a little bit and like my sister and I talk about it, but still with my parents, we don't really talk a whole lot about it. But mm-hmm. we didn't talk about it a whole lot then, so I don't know if it's always been this way and I'm just recognizing it more now mm-hmm. or if it's become more of this. But it's become what it seems like religion and politics is a zero-sum game. Like literally, you're on my side or you're not on my side. And if you're not on my side, I don't care what you have to say. It has been though. Yeah. And I find this a lot. Like when I ask people questions that maybe are of a specific religion, I'm not asking the questions because I'm trying to offend you. I'm trying to understand what it is that you believe so strongly in. I'm not trying to change your mind. But people shut off mm-hmm. so quickly. They get so defensive of it. And I'm just like, do you not know the answers because you haven't asked them? So now you're on the defense because I'm asking you questions and you feel like attacked? Or do you feel like I'm trying to change your mind? I mean, is that what people it is? People do feel attacked. Um, I know just that. Just my questions, though? 
Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. I know that it depends on like, it does depend on the environment in which you're asking and the nature of the questions too. But in a strange way, that's kind of how I develop my reputation where I do get so many completely different people who are able to come talk to me. Now, granted, um, there's a lot of people who are just more fire starters on my page in general, but I have a lot of behind the scenes conversations that happen. But I think to some degree, people have to know that you're open to it. So they have to somehow see it. Uh, because I think most people are immediately defensive. Um, but I also think a lot of people don't know why they think what they think. And so sometimes having yourself challenged in that way is scary. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I personally, I don't believe in the adage of like, this is how we've always done it. So this is how we have to do it. Because Mm -hmm. if you ask my 88 year old grandfather, he will tell you that progress is there for a reason. It doesn't have to mean that you're trying to progress us into one lane or the other. You're just moving forward. And yes, everyone does have an agenda. You have your opinions and that's cool. That's okay. But a variation of opinion is what makes things change and grow in a good way. I think there's a lot to do with the fact that a lot of people's opinions, it depends on how much your opinion is going to affect somebody else in terms of how you think they should live, because there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, that's true. So that that just in itself, just the way that you phrased that, I think is really indicative of uh, probably a lot of the conversations that you start on your page and that are subjected to by the crazies or whoever happens to participate in them. It's how you should or should not live your life. I think that's when you you cross into territory conversationally talking about how anything other than your own experience, and this is a you, the kind of pervasive, inclusive you. It's not a you, like you, Nina. Like no, right. No. <laughs> so you in general, we ha- we as people have these conversations, and if if I talk about anything other than my own experience, I'm talking about something that I don't fully understand. And so if I can ask right. questions and ask questions about your experience and give you an opportunity to share that with me, then I have an opportunity to learn. I think the biggest problem that we're all experiencing and one of the reasons that we're having this conversation tonight is people now view what we do as seeking to understand as a personal attack. And then you end up with the you're a super delicate, oversensitive snowflake situation because we're being attacked all the time. It's like, nah, I just want to understand what you're saying. I just want to understand where you're coming from. And what I want to ask kind of the, the this is a question for the, the, the populace out in the world podcast universe people. What kind of questions are an attack and how, how can we as people get better at talking to one another? And how can we get better as people as, at, at being interesting? How, if someone asks me a question about what I believe or what I think, I want to answer that because they want to learn. Yeah. See, that's the part where I struggle with because if I, my mantra is ask, don't assume. So I want people to ask. I actually picked up that trick and I say trick because I will just be completely honest. You guys, I am one of the nosiest people you'll ever meet. Good for you. I like, I'm so nosy. Like I'm the type, I'm better now, but when I was younger, I'd come to your house and I just open your cupboards to see what was in them nosy. So <laughs> I'm definitely like the old lady in the window, like listening to what's going on. I just, I'm just super nosy, but I'm super curious. And so for me, I, when I was young, like when people used to get, you know, when you're girls and the girls, you'd get in those fights and stuff. I'd go be like, tell me what happened. Right. And then I go to the next person and be like, tell me what happened. 
because I wanted to know. Like, I just wanted to hear their experience. Mm -hmm. I was fascinated by other people's experiences, which, you know, Heather and I have traveled together. And so that's part of the thing. When I sit down to talk to somebody, I love learning about people and stuff. And I love debate. I love arguing. I love I want to, I want my mind to just blow up with knowledge. And so when people ask me questions, I always take it from a good point. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, part of it's just being open to, part of it's just being open. Right. So we're running into a very much, uh, we all agree that the monument should come down situation where we're all on the same page. I don't think the three of us are the problem. I think we, without kind of jumping up on a rock and beating my chest too hard about it, we're part of the solution. Like I want to learn, I want to learn and you want to learn and we all want to learn. And now we have this podcast so we can talk about how much we want to learn. But what is, what are we, what are we really doing here? You know what I mean? Well, I know what I do wrong. I mean, I do know what I do wrong. I, I still do it because sometimes I, I get a little kick out of it and I hate to say it that way, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, I feel like I'm really in touch with like who I am as a person, but sometimes I, you're incredibly self-aware. Yeah. Sometimes I don't really want to know what their opinion is. Sometimes I do just want to make them feel stupid. So sometimes I'm, you know, my intentions are not good. Um, I try not to be like hurtful, but sometimes I'm just going there to strike a match and just see what happens. Sometimes you're a whole human. For all of those of you who don't know, uh, Nina is the proud, proud owner of an incredibly uh, interesting and engaging and often probably overly stimulating in some ways to some people uh, (laughs) Facebook page where she goes and asks a question that may or may not light people on fire. And that is, that is what you do for fun. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) You're a brave woman. You're a brave woman and a better one than me. I can't. So, you know, I think, sorry, I, I would say that if there was one thing, and I mentioned it before, is that I despise the term woke. And so I'm going to pull it into this because the reason I despise it is because in my mind, it says that you already know what you need to know. Right. And it's, and I hate that because for me, like you, Nina, I don't think I would call myself nosy, although I'm sure plenty of people would disagree. I am very curious. I ask a lot of questions and my friends know this and they've gotten used to it. And my new friends get really used to it because they're like, really? Like, are you writing a book on me? Nope. I'm just interested. <laughs> but in you, you could and it would be fascinating. <laughs> but I could and it would be very, very good and detailed. Right. Um, but the whole concept of this thing that everyone is so excited to be is woke is indicating that you've learned what you need to learn. It's like, oh, now I know. But how is that actually possible? Like there's always new stuff. Right. It's definitely not possible. There's no way that you can ever learn everything that you need to know. Or, or, or if you, in, in my opinion, if you feel like you know everything you already need to know, you asleep. Like you're dead. You're, yeah. you're not paying attention. Like obviously. Especially since when you think that, like you said, when you're woke, I also hate it, um, versus someone else, then you feel like that other person doesn't have anything of value. And that's, a very dangerous place to be in when you don't know how to recognize somebody else's value because everyone has some value. Sometimes it's really hard to dig it out. And sometimes um, I think they're afraid of like un- 
and covering what's actually deep in there. But people, everyone has something of value that we can learn something from. It doesn't necessarily have to be positive, but still something that we can learn from. Mm -hmm. Totally. So when I go back to family dinner and we gather around the table again, I'm going to come with my conversational uh, guns loaded a little bit differently um, because we're, I'm going to, I'm going to make it my own point to not be as divisive or as feisty or as subtly rageful. Is that a thing? I don't know. Maybe. Um, subtly rageful around the dinner table. Undercover rage. Undercover rage, which I think everyone has all the time now. But like, I want to get back to where we can, where as a family, we can talk about real stuff that we disagree on or that we feel differently about. And I'm going to make that my mission to make that like my little corner of the world to get back to what I feel like is normal. So in an effort to continue that conversation and see what kind of fires we can start in a good way, do you identify as Democrat or Republican or neither and why? Okay. so. I identify as an independent and that's because I hate being put in any kind of category. I spent my whole life being categorized. I hate it. How very millennial of you, Nina. I know as a Gen Xer, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I just, because I'm, I am who I am. And so the problem sometimes to me with those labels is they don't allow for you to have other opinions um, and even in, in that, I mean, sometimes I still use opinions for like Democrats. If you're kind of like a little bit more conservative, it's a blue dog, right? And maybe if you're a Republican and you're a little bit more, you know, liberal, you might be a li- libertarian or something like that. I mean, so sometimes labels, we got to use labels just to kind of get our mind around stuff. But I personally have changed a lot of my opinions on things with education. So um, I used to be pro death penalty until I had to do a debate um, study on it in high school. And honestly, I can't even remember what position I took. But after doing a lot of education, I changed my mind on it, not because I still don't sometimes think that people should pay the ultimate price for what they've done, because I actually do think that sometimes people deserve what they get. But I don't think that we're a good arbitrator of that. And so I will change my mind based on the information you bring to me if I feel like it's coherent and cohesive. And so because of that, I claim independent. But as far as my leaning, I'm probably kind of a moderate progressive. Fair. And I think you're probably not in the minority. No. And I think that the whole, so there's this wishy-washy subject too, is like, oh, well, if you can't, if you can't claim, then you're wishy-washy and you don't have a solid stance. So just so we're clear and everybody knows, Nina has some pretty firm stances. <laughs> I oh, do. Yeah. yeah. Me, so no, not you. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I actually uh, don't have, I'm not registered to a party. I'm not registered as Democrat, Republican, or Independent. I am registered, FYI. Mm-hmm. And I will be voting, and I know who that's for. Mm-hmm. Although I don't like either of the choices. I'm going to be frank. If we're talking about politics right now, I do not like either of the choices right now. I think they're problematic. I wholeheartedly reject the two-party system. I think it's bullshit that we have to or that we're so quick and willing to categorize ourselves on one side or another, red or blue. And then once we do that, we have to or we're supposed to fall in line with all of the ideals that fall under that label or that category. So I guess I'm going to go on. (laughs) Maybe we're all just millennials here. I'm technically a zennial. I'm like in the middle. But in in the whole no labels thing, I'm with it because I think it's bullshit. I think I 
should be able to listen to you and hear what you have to say and choose to believe it or not believe it. I'm not going to ever like 100% of what somebody says, but I'm so sick of picking the lesser of two evils. And I think the problem with having those negative choices all the time is because we're so we're so ingrained in this two-party system where everybody has to pick a side. And again, it's like a zero-sum game. This is believe. the root of all of the problems. So this yes. idea, right? So this is the this is this is everything that we're talking about. So this idea that you have to be on my team or on their team. And if you're not on my team, you're on their team. And if you're on their team, there's no way that we could ever agree on anything. That is the two-party system. And over the last, I would say, 16, 20 years, it's gotten more and more divisive than it really ever has been. Um, like all the way back to like Civil War style thought At least in our things. lifetime. In our- I, I was going to say, I think like McCarthyism, I think there's periods of history where it got pretty ugly, but since we've been alive, I agree. Yeah, totally. And this whole idea of the two-party system is deeply broken. And we are actually tiptoeing right into the conversation that I had around the dinner table last time that I was home, which was my dad being very, very impassioned about a moderate candidate having the ability to come to the table with an actual plan, not just saying everyone else is wrong, but with an actual plan about how to make things better. That person can get elected in the United States of America in now and today. Is that a thunderstorm? Do we have the thunder? Yeah, I just might. I was like, mute. <laughs> I like it. No, I think we should leave it in because it's really dramatic. It makes me feel good. Uh, the But the whole point is I don't believe that the way that the system works now, a moderate a moderate candidate with a plan can win because the way that the party system works and with the funding works behind each of the parties, you got to be on my team or not in order to even be a part of the conversation. And right, which is because we're going to we're doing this whole like, we have to choose even if it's the lesser of two evils, we have to go with what we think the lesser is, because we can't take a chance on going with who we actually believe in, because they don't have a chance of winning. Right. And then you're just a way to go. It is a scarcity mindset that everybody has fallen into that in one way or another, now some people are super for one, you know, some people just love it, fall in love with a candidate and love everything they say or do. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's necessarily always the case, but I do think people are so strongly invested in like, I have to vote this way or I have to vote that way, that if we're bringing it back to our podcast, there's zero freaking diversity. Like you don't have actual good options mm-hmm. because you're so tied into making sure that your side wins right. because God forbid your side doesn't win. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a level of complexity beyond that to me though. Um, we are going to have a thunderstorm, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, oh, this like <laughs> legit is a thunderstorm? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. oh, nice. I thought it was your microphone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's thundering and raining like crazy, like probably tornado. But anyway, I'll tell you, if I'll be gone if there is. But um, Good. Good. Thank you. We've, like, we've got it on recording. If Nina, if Nina vanishes, it's because her entire house got taken out by a Midwestern tornado. Great. <laughs> this is not what we need. It's 2020. The world's bad enough as it is. I know. Need- it was like 100 degrees out. So the fact that it's like storming now, I mean, I'm just like, well, there's probably a tornado around. Probably. But um, <laughs> probably. Um, but I was going to say, I, I I think there's also right now we're we're experiencing, especially with millennials and Gen Z, we're experiencing an awakening currently that we haven't seen like a flashpoint like this in our lifetimes. Maybe like the last time this looked like the way it did, it was in the 60s. 
So you have an awakening with the younger um, people that looks a certain way, but the older people are the ones who vote. And the older people generally do want, for the most part, a moderate because they don't want any radical changes, right? They just, they're kind of comfortable because they kind of know what to expect. And so right now, I think we're seeing a generational battle in a way that we haven't seen since we've been around, I think. I feel like this is why the conversations that we're trying to have out loud to an unfiltered audience, I just think that that's why this is really important because I think you're totally right, Nina, is we've got this generation, which is us-ish, but obviously also people that are much younger than us, shh, don't tell anybody, that don't want the labels. They're sick of this. And so right now, unfortunately, the way that's manifesting is that they're not even raising their voices because it has become so divisive. Right. So that's why we have to really keep pushing forward to be like, okay, we can still have these conversations. What is this going to look like moving forward? Mm -hmm. Because it's not really working as it stands now. Not in my opinion, anyways. Oh, not even close. This shit is broke. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's some things that and, and and we can talk about, you know, what we can do to make things better. But I I feel like people don't know how to research anymore, right? I sometimes I get blown away because part of it is, is that if we want to have a discussion, and these are the issues I'm personally running to, I love to have an open discussion as long as it's fact-based. Right. And right now there seems to be this very popular belief system that facts don't matter right now. So I think, I don't know what you ladies think, but I'm having a real struggle navigating having conversations with people when they don't care about reality. So that's really interesting that you say that they don't care about reality or that facts aren't important because I think I completely agree with you that there is a a crisis of information and a crisis of trust in the country right now or probably in the world. My biggest issue and one of the reasons that I've tried to like really aggressively stay out of some of these really divisive conversations is I don't have any faith in any of the standard ways that we get information anymore. Every everyone's got an agenda. You said that before, Heather. Everyone has an agenda and everyone's got a you know something that they're trying to push out into the world all the way up to the to our sources of information in general, the news outlets, the media you can't believe anything that you're being told. Like it feels very much that I'm being puppeted all the time. And as I refuse to be puppeted, I have just had to abstain from really participating in some of the conversations that are taking place in the greater world right now, because I don't have, I don't believe that I have access to the right information that I need. I don't know. So how do we educate ourselves then? So because we have to, we have to The And I think the only way to do it is to do what we're doing now is to have conversations, is to talk to one another and not talk to one another behind a keyboard and a screen. So I, here's the other piece to that, though, is that or maybe facts and opinions. Keyboard and the screen. <laughs> or, or, well, you know, coronavirus. Right. So. Right. Um, Fair. Rona. Fair. Uh, but <laughs> so the other factor to that, though, is that facts and opinions are not always going to line up. When you are talking about things like politics and religion, Mm -hmm. we're not always going to agree. And it doesn't matter if you put a fact in front of me or not. If I have a certain experience about something, then I might not agree with you. And it doesn't make that fact irrelevant. 
it just makes it so that we just have a different opinion on how we approach that fact. So I think there's, well, like Nina, you say this a lot, but I think it's really true and it and it, it applies here is that there's a lot of layers to this. We're trying to super, super simplify a lot of things. And I don't mean we, us, but just in general, the world. Try to super simplify and like package it nice and pretty for everybody so it's easily digestible. But that just doesn't fucking work. It's not nice or pretty. It's a complicated situation. And that's why when you try to have these conversations about um, if we go back to like what some of our faults are, I've tried really hard to modify how I ask questions, um, change the tone of my my voice a little bit, not in a fake way, but just in a way to try to disarm people because my intention is never to put someone, I actually am interested and curious. I want the answers. My goal is not to put you on the defensive. My goal is to have a conversation. And if I can't do that because you're offended by my tone, well, that's not going to work very well. Right. Now that's tone policing. So we're going to have another chat about that. Aren't Table that one. I don't think time. that's different. I think that's different, though. I mean, just like if any of us have done any kind of customer service work, we do have to modulate ourselves. Literally to be, everything is customer right. service work. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, you're right, Ashley. <laughs> It's terrible. It's the world we live in. <laughs> Absolutely. Awful. But you have to modulate yourself because you have to make sure that you don't, you know, turn off your audience, especially when you are trying to receive an end, right? So totally. um, actually, it's so weird that we're talking about this because now I'm just like, I think I'm going to listen to How to Win Friends and Influence People again because <laughs> I have it. And I and I need to hear it again because I do think that's something that maybe as strong as my belief systems are, I maybe need to learn how to rearticulate myself in a better way and, you know, get some humility. Cause, you know, I mean, there's a level of arrogance that I do have that I know is there. And so, um, and that does come again, from Again, you're the most self aware person in the entire world. <laughs> well, you know, when you know you're like, you know, and I hate to say it because it sounds arrogant, so here we go, but I mean, I do know I'm smart, right? So You're not but that doesn't mean can yes, confirm, but that doesn't mean other people aren't also smart and that they don't have something of value. And so sometimes I need to allow myself the grace to give them that space. Well, and also they're on a different path. Like it, their journey might not be at the same place that your journey is. So they yeah. might be just as smart of, as you are, but they may be behind you in terms of knowledge. Gross. Guys, I'm learning yeah. so much. You're so enlightened. Well, so actually, I like that you brought up that book because, um, Ashley, have you read that book or listened to that book? Nope, sure haven't. How to Win Friends. Okay. So I did a long time ago when I first started at Geico. Remember that, Nina? Yeah. I didn't work. I, we didn't work together, but we both worked at Geico. Um, so I remember listening to that. And I think it's funny because when I first read and listened to it, I remember having a feeling of like wanting to reject a lot of it. I did too. Like it made me defensive. It made me be like, well, why would I do that? That's stupid. Like I'm going to pander to this person for what? It felt like pandering. Yeah. yeah. But I think the point is like what you just said is to gain some humility, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we can still be our natural, genuine self, but modify what we do in just the slightest way so that we can actually have a more open dialogue with people. Mm-hmm. A point that I was that that's a beautiful one. What I was going to say a little bit earlier when you were talking about religion and politics being rooted in opinion, that's literally all those things are. Religion and politics by nature are just stacks of opinions. That is actually what I was thinking when she said it too. bolted all together and you adhere to a set of opinions and those opinions may or may not be based on fact. And then we call those opinions faith. Right. Put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. 
Yes. <laughs> but then look at the arguments that we're having. Right. We're having arguments and we're telling people that their opinion is wrong because a fact that we've pulled up is telling them this thing that we believe in. A fact that we've pulled up is basically edifying our opinion and discrediting theirs, but we're forgetting that it it's just an opinion. So I'm really careful with how I argue facts, uh, specifically politics and religion, because of that, because I do believe their opinions. And because I come from a, a religion background that a lot of people think is a cult. So I was never baptized a witness, but that's the common belief. But what I really kind of got from it was that um, they're, they're super strict fundamentalist, right? And they have a strict literal interpretation of the Bible. And then you know, some, I did, what I did grasp from it was people's hypocrisy. So what I am very adept at is taking your argument and then using it against you when you're choosing, picking and choosing the parts of it that you like and don't like. She's a nigga. Yeah. (laughs) So I am because I am okay with you having that, but I'm not okay with you twisting it when it's convenient for you. Right. And then having that apply to other people. And then when you, your the application is supposed to revolve around you, then it's different. So I just expect people to hold to the standard that they put out for others. Snaps for Nina. On board, on board. Mm-hmm. I seriously, that, that, oh, I get so annoyed when I see that. It's like, and it happens a lot with politics or actually it happens with a lot of things. But if we're talking about politics, you see when one person is president, you're picking out this, this, and this, and this. And it's like, were you not paying attention last time? <laughs> like, right. Nope. But you, Is that your real belief system? Because it conveniently doesn't seem to be the case. Right. right. It depends on who you're picking on. Right. It, it's, it's applied based on what your agenda is. And so that's how I get into fights with my other friends. Because I will tell them too. <laughs> so... Um, but I like try to be super consistent because, cause you know, it's that whole adage that like, sometimes you hear and you're like, but you know, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. But I'm like, your are your beliefs real? So that's, that's the discussion. That's kind of what I love to get into with people. Do you really believe what you say? Because a lot of times that's what I'm saying. People don't really know even us. And so, and that's another reason I like to have conversations with you guys and and with strangers, and I love having conversations, first of all, if you guys ever go on trips, I love having conversations with older, older people. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Um, because they will say things to you, and it's almost like therapy, because you'll be like, oh, 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 that's why I do that, or I didn't know I had this in me somewhere, because it's subconscious, and we don't know it's there. And so I like to dig that out of other people, but I also like it when people dig it out of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, the value that comes with perspective. You know, I think so much. I like you. I like the whispers. We'll keep those in. This is great. Uh, Leave it all in. <laughs> all of it's gold. Um, so, Nina, I think it's it's so important what you just said in terms of like not having a – like projecting a fully formed opinion when you don't really have one. Because you don't know how many times I've had conversations with people and like three minutes in, it is so starkly clear that they are regurgitating someone else's talking points. Yes. And I think it happens a lot with people that grow up um, with, Ashley, it seems like your family was fantastic in allowing you guys, even if right now you're a little tightly wound about it because maybe the, the opinions have differed. 
but it sounds like your your parents were really good at at encouraging you mm-hmm. to form your own opinions. Now, maybe they were hoping you would come exactly to their side at the end of the day. So what's but, fascinating about that is yeah. part of the reason that they were so good at curating this environment where we could have our own opinions is that when we were little, their opinions as a married couple were wildly different. My mother was a nurse and she worked in the public school system. My father has been a captain of industry and has climbed the corporate ladder his whole life. Things were not the same. And for a very long time, the joke in our house was my mom's vote was just, she just voted to cancel out my dad's. Like that was the entire point of why she went to vote. (laughs) And I was like, this is, and they have the happiest, most glorious marriage. And if I could be as happy as they are together when I'm their age, like I feel like I will have one. But the whole point is things have shifted really aggressively over the last 30 years that I've been alive. And now my mom's opinions really align very closely with my dad's. And there's this lack of creative tension now where if you're not, if you don't agree directly with them, I'm pausing because what is happening right now? Is it Haley? Yeah, let me, yeah. Hold on, I'll just mute. Okay. (laughs) It's like, all right, that's actually, um, but so the whole, the whole point is there's, there's now this lack of, I don't want to call it intellectual dissonance, but there's, there's just this lack of, of diversity of thought in the family now, or at least it feels like it's not as diverse as it used to be. And that's okay. As long as we don't lose the ability to talk and hear and understand one another. Or other people. Right. Or other people. So um, yeah, I just, it, it's very frustrating when I start to have conversations with people. And again, it's very clear that they're regurgitating or they're just falling in line with, you know, whatever their parents thought. And that's okay. That's totally fine. If you believe what your parents thought, as long as you've actually explored why they think that way and made that decision independently of them. But if all you're doing is following exactly in their footsteps without doing your own research and forming your own independent decisions, that's where we run into problems because now you're just spitting at the wall and you don't even know what you're talking about. So of course you're going to get offended and defensive when I ask you questions because you don't even know the answer. Right. And how dare you ask me about something I don't know. So 2020 so far in our little lives together as a little podcast family has been an emotional roller coaster for lots and lots of reasons. Uh, Nina's getting swept away by a hailstorm, and we're crossing our fingers that she stays in the conversation post-tornado. There's We're battling a global pandemic and an ongoing racial crisis. And on top of all of that, there's going to be a presidential election in a few very short months. What can we do differently to help drive positive change and growth as we all head to the polls this fall? Like, what are we going to do? So for me personally... Um, I have actually started to get as engaged as I can and doesn't mean, you know, what, what we say in this podcast is we say that our goal is to make you think more deeply or our goal is to inspire you to think and act differently. But that doesn't mean we want you to think and exa- act exactly like us. We just want you to have fully formed thoughts. For yourself. <laughs> right. For yourself. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if we're going back to this whole like, we're trying to be like liberal nuggets, which obviously at this point, we've all acknowledged that we're actually not. I'm also, um, we're putting liberal nuggets on a t-shirt also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag. Should we add a hashtag? In I mean, we probably should. I'm a millennial. Okay. Okay. 
Um, so I, I lost where I was going, but you know, the, the whole point is just, that's what I'm doing is just trying to expand my network and having more conversations. And my nieces and nephews are not old enough to vote yet, but I am involving them, even though I have to disclose to them that they're not allowed to swear when they hear the episodes, um, letting them listen too, because my nephew is a couple years away from voting and he better get out there and vote right away. And I'm not going to tell him who to vote for when it happens. But I want him to be engaged. We have to engage the next generation to get involved in the voting process. Right. We absolutely do. Not only that, I was going to say it's not just the next generation, um, although it's super important for them because this is the world that we're leaving for them. Hopefully we leave one. (laughs) But Uh I, because 2020 is uh, written by Steven Spielberg and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Murder Hornets. (laughs) Murder Hornets. But it's 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 also for me right now, um, just everyone, because what I do see that I'm concerned about is voter suppression. And I don't care who you vote for. I just care that every citizen gets their right to vote. 100% and, agreed. Yeah. And so I so in Iowa, which actually I was I was kind of a purple state, really, it swings back and forth. But but, you know, you'd say that it's conservative values generally is, is, is what it is, although we have had a progressive bend in terms of like our first with women and people of color and things like that. Even, for example, like some of the stuff that made news that caused the whole world to blow up were already laws in Iowa underneath both parties, like bipartisanship um, is what allowed us for the whole for 20 years, guys, for 20 years, I had. Uh, birth control for my cycle because it's awful and that was covered in insurance that's like that's not even a thing here and then it and then it happened a few years ago and the whole world blew up well in iowa that was a bipartisan decision that was done a long time ago and it was non-controversial what was more controversial was the bathrooms but once again we did that in like 2007 so it's it's one of these things where it's like like you said it doesn't have to be political sometimes it's just about people and and if you're if you're putting the concern of people first, then that's the reason why I call myself an independent because I can work with anybody as long as I know that your concern is people. Then I will work with you on how to get there, regardless of what that looks like. I agree, and it just because you care about people doesn't mean you're liberal, and just because you care about keeping your finances, your hard earned money doesn't mean you're Republican either, because they're like. You can, I don't know, I'm just saying you can be both. I've said it so many times, but it's just so annoying that literally I think that's what it is, is because I do care genuinely about people. I don't care what you do with your life, with yourself, as long as you are not hurting someone else. Mm -hmm. That's where I draw the line. If you are hurting someone else, I draw the line. Otherwise, I really don't care. But apparently that means that I'm left wing because I should tell you what to do. I don't know. Well, right now there's... Conversations yeah. where I'm literally under attack, and I'm like, uh, "Okay, you know you're wrong, right?" Like, <laughs> right? And which I don't always even know goes, what to say. which always goes over beautifully when you tell someone that they, you got to know you're wrong, right? You know that you're not. No, but but what I'm saying they're wrong to is their opinion of me, right? Like they're shutting it off, of and and I'm just like, so basically. Your well, they're telling you who you are. They're telling you who you are, as opposed to asking you. Well, they're telling me who they think I am, right? Right. Based based on like a two second opinion or opinion on one thing, Mm -hmm. which again falls in line with 
just because I believe in this on the left side doesn't mean I don't also believe in this, which is on the right side. Mm -hmm. But you haven't asked me that question yet. So now I'm in a bucket and... And I don't want to be in a bucket. I don't want to be in a bucket. I don't want to be in a box. I don't want to be in any shape that isn't my own shape. Like I kind of like my shape. My shape's a good shape. I'm like a crab in a bucket. You're a crab in a bucket? Please. No, I'm joking. I'm like, please elaborate. (laughs) Like what? I'm the crab that throws the other crabs out, actually. There we go. Get out. You're a a bucket (laughs) disruptor, which is what we need more of. So that's, I'm going to, I'm going to try to be more like Nina and disrupt more buckets in my life moving forward. I think the, the thing that I want to do more than anything over the next couple months is reignite the ability in my little social world to talk about things that are hard and to talk about things that we don't all agree on and to do it from a place of compassion and understanding and empathy and growth. And not coming from a place of I need to win or I need to change your mind. Yeah. Yes. So be fearless in having those conversations and putting yourself fully out there, but be mindful of how you're doing it so that the people that you're engaging can join you rather than be attacked. Although they might still feel attacked because that's on them. Yeah. And I think we should stop being so afraid to have conversations about stuff that's real. I think we should stop being afraid of like talking about religion and, and politics because that's how tribalism manifests itself is if you're so afraid to talk about it and then you're in an echo chamber, how could you grow? You can't grow. You have to reach across. You have to listen. You have to kind of open your mind up to things and let some of it in and maybe it'll reinforce what you thought already. But even then, from a debate standpoint, you're in a better position when you can better articulate somebody else's beliefs and thoughts for themselves if you've heard them instead of telling them what they that's the one thing. It's like, don't tell people who they are. Let them tell you. And then you can point it back to them. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> what we are advocating for is mental diversity. This is what we like. <laughs> diversity in all things. So while we know that this topic is nowhere near buttoned up, uh, we've hopefully at least triggered some curiosity in each other, obviously, because we're very interesting, curious people. And then, of course, everybody else is listening. And we all want to dig a little deeper into some of these issues. Hey, it's Heather. Did you hear that? How very fitting that we would have a full-blown thunder and hailstorm going on while recording an episode on politics. Hmm. This week's call to action is to have a positive conversation with someone about something on which you disagree. Learn something new, even if it's not something that you like. The world is a more peaceful place when we try to understand each other before trying to change each other. As a reminder, the opinions expressed on today's episode are our own. We encourage you to do your own research and come to your own fact-based conclusions. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you were inspired to think more deeply. Don't miss next week's episode where our very own Nina Feminian will be in the spotlight, sharing her story and what it was like growing up as the only black family in a small Midwest town of 5,000 people. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss or you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out by email, info at diversityonfire.com, or leave us a voice note. The link for that can be found in the show notes. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you're listening now so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed listening, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share the show with everyone you know so more people can join in these important conversations. Everyone has something of value that we can learn something from. 